Hi, friends. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Before I get going, I've got to just say real quick, uh, if you don't know what my main business is right now, this podcast is, is one of them, but also I'm running a social media marketing company that helps businesses get results in a result-driven kind of way, in a way that you can see where your money's being spent, how it's being spent, and if it's working or not. The strategies and the methods that I've been using have been getting huge results for companies locally in central Pennsylvania and across the country. So if you're interested, please message me on Facebook, Rob Z Radio, Twitter, Rob Z Yo, Instagram, Rob Z Radio, or you can call me at 814 814- Seven nine nine zero zero six four. I'd love to talk to you and let you know how I can get this working for your business. Speaking of businesses, the sponsors of this podcast, much, much love and much thank you to Harlequin Pepper Yoga in downtown Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. They combine traditional yoga philosophy and creative movement that is appropriate for all levels of practitioners. I've been taking yoga now for about a year, and it's changed my life. It's changed my body. It's built my strength back up. It's helped to relieve pain, and it's also got my mind right. It's a meditation as much as it is an exercise, a chance for you to get into that flow state. So I highly recommend yoga to anybody out there. Whether you're in pain, you're not in pain, it's a great way to live your life. 320 Allegheny Street, Holidaysburg, Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Call them at 814-931-9815. And a shout-out to Trade Secrets, 1223 13th Avenue, first floor. Uh, Trade Secrets, is go- it goes right in with what Harlequin Pepper Yoga is all about. All-natural body care products, things that are good for your body, that are made by hand by the owners of Trade Secrets. If you want more information about them, Instagram, Trade Secrets underscore skincare, at Secrets and Trade on Facebook. Let's rock this bad boy. This is Rob Z Radio. Well, hello. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Jen. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks. That was fun. Was that? <laughs> that was exciting. Yeah, that was cool. Broadcasting live from the Launchbox Studios <laughs> in downtown Altoona. Uh, coming straight from Holidaysburg downtown. I've got yeah. Jen from Juice. Uh, you're back again. Yeah. It's flu season. I would know that firsthand because my son just had the flu. I think my wife is uh, about to have the flu. I was going to say. Maybe I'm next in line. Don't oh, get too man. close to me. I don't. Mm-mm. But I feel okay. So are you feeling okay? How are you feeling? You know what? I follow all these lovely protocols. So. Jen took notes. I took notes. I I like coming into the winter cold season. I, I do things to like boost my immunity. So and I'm not going to say I don't catch it. I do. But yeah. man, I haven't been watching people drop like flies already this year it's crazy losing voices for days at a time yeah just ear infections adult ear infections i can't remember the last time i've seen an adult with an ear infection yeah that is pretty rare right super crazy yeah i think the last time i had an ear infection that's probably like 10 i, I don't know if i've ever had an ear infection they are brutal that's what that he, he said he said it was like like one of the worst pains he's ever experienced it's like a bad toothache it's one of those things yeah, like again, this I've pulsating never. extreme pain um 
and you were just saying before we started, and I wanted to kind of touch on this because it's always been, it's like a cliche as, as a little kid, your parents always say, put your jacket when you go outside, put your yeah. jacket on, you're going to catch a cold. And that's kind of a myth, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really the case. It's not the temperature, really, that's causing people to get sick. I mean, not that I would say go outside without a coat because... Wim Hof would. Do you know what? Wim Hof? Oh, no. okay. You have to look up the Iceman. When he climbed to the top of Mount Everest in his underwear. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so. I'll definitely look that up. <laughs> no, but weirdly, like in places like Siberia, twice a day in elementary school, they ki- they send kids outside into the snow without boots on. Really? Yeah. For it, a purpose? Or? It, it boosts the immune system. It forces your body to like up its game for the yeah. winter season. Yeah. yeah and so, that's, that's what I had learned through yeah. it. So every morning, this is kind of what I do, not my bare feet, but every morning... I love the wintertime, and this has just been the past, like, two years I've done this. I go out in the morning, like, 6.30 or 7, and I stretch outside, and then I run around the block. Oh, yeah. And I just feel so alive. Yeah. When you're done Jeez. doing it, you're just like, whoo, man, yeah. because your your body has to fight to warm up. Right. So it's, like, working really fast. Yeah. Is that kind of the idea? Um, I, you know, I guess so. I think so. Um, I know that, like, extreme temperature changes inside the body is also something that can, like, ward off viruses and things like that so it just it can't live in that environment like you know our our initial thing when we get sick is to like oh bundle up and stay warm and warm 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 and you know at at some level we're creating like the perfect environment (laughs) for that to thrive so when we get sick like i open windows you know and you get the fresh air you get the cool air anybody i don't know if if you've ever noticed like if you get like a respiratory that seems to be a lot of what's going around right now is respiratory issues yeah. if you go outside into the cold air your lungs and your airways will instantly open up yes yeah there's yeah. just something about it you it's know, like going into a uh, a breathing room did you ever go yes. into like a eucalyptus I, room it's like my favorite thing to do <laughs> and another thing i've noticed too so i i did have a bit of a sinus thing a couple of like a month ago yeah. and i do yoga whenever i would do yoga i would notice when like during it and afterwards my airways were 100 percent open yeah like i could breathe perfectly i'm like there's not i feel like there's nothing wrong with me yeah and then once i like relax for a while it went back to the yeah, way it was you know drainage and and different things but, but it's probably good to clean all that stuff out it's just yeah. moving things through yeah and that's the idea that if you have that you want that to get out so that's the other thing it's just you know if you get that it's tough when you, you start taking nasal sprays and you start doing like um I can't even think of what it's called, but the stuff, it just dries you up. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that mucus is serving a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, the, it's doing something. Yeah, it's it's first it's blocking the germs and the, you know, bacteria and the viruses from working its way further into your system. And then it's going to expel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so if you, you dry that up, out. like you're basically drying up your protection against the flu. And those nasal sprays, like I've had, oh, man. I used, I don't know if it was Flonase or what it was for a while. And um, it had a reverse effect after a while yes. to where instead of, it, when I first used it, I was like, this is a miracle drug. Like I'm, I feel fine. <laughs> and then maybe like a couple of weeks later of like daily or bi-daily usage, I was more clogged up than ever. Like I would use it in my face would just feel yeah, like it was a because vault. your face is trying to get it out and if you're drying it up it's going to make more <laughs> and right. then you stop using it and then it's like bam you know it's it has produced it will continue to produce it and it needs to get it out so what's your method for your madness to to counteract that like if you have major blockage mucus issues, which i do get my sinuses are probably the one thing that i struggle with the most mm-hmm. it is the worst um i keep like I do the sprays, but I do like saline. It's not Mm. so much to like dry anything up, but it's just, it's actually more to keep it productive 
keep your passageways, like nasal passageways moist and that kind of thing. Um, I'm a huge fan of colloidal silver, which is like an antibacterial spray and you can get it in a nasal spray. So I'll kind of rotate that so it'll kill any infection. That it's you actually have. silver, right? It is. Uh, yeah. Sarah at the Clay Couples just tell me about this silver. Maybe oh, you told her oh, about it. Sarah, no, I didn't. <laughs> she was just saying she buys it at everything natural. Yes, and that's what that's it really where works. I get it. Yep, colloidal silver. I swear by it. I have the nasal spray and I keep a big bottle of it and I will take like a tablespoon a day just really? to, yep, kills infection. It's great. No, she was saying, and I thought this was interesting, like during the uh, the plague, wealthy people did not get the plague as often because they used silverware, silverware and it was silver and the yep. silver actually helped the fight. Yep. That's crazy. I it's... never knew that until she told me that. Yeah. That was, that's a Go little tidbit. <laughs> Go silver. <laughs> yeah. Get some real, stop using the plastic stuff. Get some real silverware. Get the real deal. Or just go to everything natural and buy I guess, <laughs> you, could, I guess you could do that too. It's probably cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but if you already have some silverware, just start chewing Pull on it. Pull out grandma's silverware. <laughs> the good yeah, stuff. Right, exactly. The and fine china. Copper containers too. Like copper is really good for you. If you store water in a copper container and drink out of that during the day, that does have some elements to it that I, can I've, be beneficial. I've heard a lot about copper as well with yeah. the copper lined clothes. My dad was buying those for a while. They were... It was like copper-infused oh, clothing. for like arthritis and yeah. stuff? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't really actually, know anything uh, about the clothing. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it, but then like okay. never said anything about it. Yeah, so I don't I know. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, everybody's getting sick. Yeah. Not you or I. We feel okay, but everybody else is sick, and we're trying to help them. Yeah. How do we help them? Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really know where to start with this one because it's just, it's overwhelming. I'd say first thing... Like, put down the medicine, <laughs> walk away from the nasal spray. <laughs> but so much of it is preparation, like moving into the winter months. And it's it's just about boosting the immune system before you get there. Mm -hmm. But actually, the thing that causes a lot of the issues is when you get out of summer and you move into winter months, it's a vitamin D deficiency because uh -huh. we are not spending time in the sun yeah. like we did in the summer, which vitamin D is like one of the top things for preventing illness yeah um and, and the clouds just, are always out now it's right. like it's always cloudy it's always Plus gloomy. it's like 25 degrees yeah. and nobody even if you go outside you <laughs> i have like hats and you know coats that go to the ground and gloves so your body's <laughs> not even soaking you're not in. getting it yeah and then even through the whole summer if you're like a super sunscreen user like you need 10 to 15 minutes completely unprotected and you get about 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, and that's kind of what keeps your immune system going through the summer. Just standing nude out in the sun, is that your uh, Yeah, I don't think you need to be nude. Um, if your backyard Speedo. is fenced in, go for it. Right, but, okay. you know, I would not do that. Now, do you recommend <laughs> some form of tanning? Let me ask you that question, because there's some, some benefits. There can be, right? I don't know. I think that is a very controversial thing. I think there are people that tan on a regular that will defend it all day long. Yeah. And then there are people that have, you know, it's just very anti-tanning. I don't tan for any sort of health benefit whatsoever. I, you know, you tan I'm not just to look sure. good on the beach. The only time I ever do it is we used to take vacations in like January or February, and I would go a couple of times to not burn. Yeah, <laughs> once ready. I get to the beach. Yeah, just a couple, like kind of get that started. Other than that, I'm not a, a tanning bed person. You know, so you, you just you hear that sometimes. You from, do. Oh, and, and, yeah. And tanning beds, will, they'll use that as like a reason why you should tan. Right. And, and I maybe know there's some truth to it. I just honestly don't. I've never looked into the tanning bed as a solution for vitamin D production. I think there's certain beds they make that do actually help in the production of it. Like okay. the newer the newer age kind of beds that are. Yeah. 
better designed. Um, I just know from uh, people telling me like they feel so much better after going to the tanning bed. I don't know if that's just the the exposure to that to the heat or whatever it might right. be, but um, yeah, look into it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not like a big tanning person. Like I said, even through the summer, I'm not the one that lays out in the sun to try to get like the tan. It's just like whatever kind of occurs naturally is fine with me. Yeah, that's how I am too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big like sunscreen user, so I don't tend to like lay out and bake in the sun now if i'm on vacation that's one thing but just for like day-to-day stuff but there's other like ways to get vitamin d and i just think the issue with the tanning is that there are going to be some people that could be prone to like you know skin cancer development and that kind of stuff so i don't know that it's the safest way to do it i would probably recommend a supplement before i would say go lay in a tanning bed four times a week (laughs) but you know to each their own (laughs) and if it makes you feel better fantastic (laughs) so (laughs) not my thing but yeah vitamin vitamin d production is a big one so that's like whenever we um get around to like approaching the winter months or if i feel something starting i really do i'll do like 15 to 25,000 i use a vitamin d a day just to keep it up where do you like what kind do you use do you buy is it pill form no i get a liquid i get a liquid because i can just like either drop it directly into my mouth so it's you know kind of soaks in immediately or um into like a glass of water and just sip it or put it in a smoothie or something yeah i get a liquid vitamin d this might be a really dumb question, but can you get vitamin D from food in any way, shape, or form? Some foods you can, yeah. Um, it's it's mostly um, meat, so animal products. Okay. I mean, you can do, like, you can go to the store and see that there are, like, milks fortified and orange juices sometimes fortified. But there's different kinds of vitamin D. So, like, there's vitamin, like, D2 and D3. D2 is mostly what you find in those fortified items. Okay. And it's not easy to absorb and it's not easy to convert. So you're not really getting a lot of vitamin D from that. Okay. If you get the supplement, it's typically a D3, and that one is easily absorbable, convertible, so your body's gonna use a lot more of it. So you want vitamin D3 if you're gonna be taking Like if you go look at a supplement, that's usually what it is, you know, because they know what they're doing. (laughs) So they're gonna give you vitamin D2. It's not in Sunny Delight. They're not dumping it in the Sunny D. Yeah, don't do Sunny Delight. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Um, not even really orange juice. Um, is that in anything? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just like a, it's like a liquid syrup. Yeah, that's L- probably liquid right. sunshine is what it is. You know, I, that that is just an insult <laughs> to sunshine. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Sorry, sunny day. Um, but yeah, okay. So you know, that's a great idea, and I never thought of doing that before, and I never thought of that aspect of it because you you hear about seasons, you always think you know summer, everybody's healthy, feeling good. Yeah. Fall, start to feel like crap. Winter comes around. You're violently ill. Yeah, everybody's like half dead. We're like the Walking Dead when yeah. we hit like oh, December. Yeah. <laughs> and is it, is it? Do you think it's half placebo? Like you just think you feel like it's coming? I shouldn't say half placebo, but some of it could be. I don't just know. Does mindset. anybody really want to feel that way? But it just kind of like it, it's it's a general understanding, and we all kind of uh, you know subscribe to it. So you automatically think like, oh boy, yeah. I mean, I got to get my flu shot, might get uh, sick. Like it's just like everything, yeah. everything in winter kind of adds up to, oh yeah. boy, I'm a firm believer in that mindset can affect, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So if you just like, you know, <laughs> set the intention that you're going to be sick all winter, then yeah, I think maybe then get that ready could, for it. Right. I just, you're, you're kind of preparing yourself for that. But I do, I do think too, that you could not want to get sick and you're still going to get sick. And I think it's yeah. just from the immune system being suppressed. You know, so it just, we go through this suppression. Plus we get into winter and, and, you know, 
people want to eat like all this heavy food all of a sudden. Yeah. And so we get into eating the exact kind of foods you probably shouldn't be eating in order to keep your immune system functioning at its like highest level. Yeah. Um, so we get into like, um, you know, pot roast and um, beef stews. Meatloaf. Yeah, it's all really heavy stuff like that. And, and that then there's takes, also cookies and sugars and all that oh, stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, right. And holidays, yeah, stress, which is bad, like all of that. And it's just this whole compounding effect. Um, but there are foods that will boost it, but there are also foods that will absolutely hinder, you know, your immune system. And protein is one of them. Okay. So yeah, let's go into that. So what hinders <clears throat> the immune it's system? It's just the amount of energy that it takes to digest it. That's all. I mean, anybody that kind of reads about like your gut you know, 70% of your immune system is in your gut. So digestion takes so much energy that the the harder your body's working to digest what you're eating, the less energy it has to heal. So you really want to eat the foods that are going to help you heal, yeah. which means when we get into the winter months, we should really shift to more of a plant-based, um, you know, way of eating. It's just easier for our bodies to incorporate. Plus, it carries the enzymes, vitamins, and minerals that you need to boost the immune system anyway. Um, meat doesn't have a lot of that. So you're working harder to digest it. Um, plus, it's just it doesn't have what you need anyway in mm -hmm. order to be healthier. Kind of ironic month. because you can't get as many green leafy vegetables and stuff in the it, winter. Well, I mean, yeah. before grocery stores, you couldn't. You it had to save up and to be, storm. It's not even the green leafy vegetables that you're looking for getting into the winter. So it's interesting that you bring that up because eating seasonally is really what you want to do. So you actually mm -hmm. want to get into the orange foods, pumpkin, mm -hmm. <laughs> squash, you know, all that stuff, sweet potatoes. This is actually the perfect time of year for those oh, foods. Okay, yeah, and they're just really high in the stuff that you're you're looking to absorb, like the zinc and the vitamin C and um, you know all that good stuff. So. The earth is kind of preparing you for it by giving you these foods. It's a beautiful thing. Um, we just need to like pay attention to it. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of the the missing link, right? Yeah. It's not paying attention to what the circle, the right. cycle of how things work and how our bodies work yep. and following that method. That's a really good piece of advice because, yeah, right now, it's that's when pumpkin squash, yep. sweet potatoes, which are all things that I, I love dearly. Um, sweet potatoes are my personal favorite. Oh, man, me too. I love sweet potatoes. They're so good. Yeah. I started putting, I, I drink this, uh, which I have in my hand, the smoothie every day, and I put okay. a whole sweet potato every day in it. There's an Ooh. entire sweet potato in there. It's a little chunky sometimes. You need a better skin. blender. Yeah. I do. Wait, you put it's the still skin good. in? I toss the whole thing in. Oh man! Yeah, the whole boy. <laughs> I've never I chuck the whole bad boy in there. Holy moly! I, well, that's good stuff, and you well, know. I just know how good sweet potatoes are yeah. for you, and that's what I I always had. Um, whenever I was whenever I was working out, lifting a lot, I ate a lot of sweet potatoes, and it just kind of stuck with me. And I got sick of eating. I would just like heat up a sweet potato and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people would look at me at work like I'd had like this sweet potato in my hand I'd be yeah. chewing on. It's like, why don't I just toss that in my smoothie? Then I, yeah. there's not the effort of eating it. It's right. just already in a liquid form almost and good to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's a really good piece of advice. Keeping your vitamin D on point, yep. which I don't know how else you would do that besides the, the supplements unless you moved to Florida fish, or something. Fish and eggs are a big fish and eggs, okay. source of um, vitamin D. Uh, interestingly, when you eat an animal product, it's from the cholesterol of the animal product that has what you need in it in order to convert the vitamin D. Isn't that interesting? We try so hard to stay away from cholesterol, and it's actually the cholesterol that you need. It's all been kind of a... Months. Has it's it been all a lie? Over the place. And, uh, you know what? I, I don't know that it's a lie. It's just so 
so crazy. I had this conversation with somebody in the store just last week talking about it was a Penn State student. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what it was. They came in and interviewed me. And oh, cool. um, and I told her, I was like, yeah, whenever you're looking up studies for food and we were talking about she had told me about a documentary that she watched about sugar and we talked about some of the food documentaries that are out there and then like the whole coconut oil is bad for you thing i said look before you put anything into like a study you need to see who's funding the study like where's the money coming from that is you know because the whole coconut oil thing was funded by like a canola oil company. (laughs) Against coconut oil. Correct. So they want people to stop eating coconut oil and start eating canola. So those are the stupid things that you have to look for before you like invest anything into like a study. Just know where it's coming from and make sure it's not like a, you know, sugar company funding like an anti-fat campaign, something like that. Yeah. What is is canola oil? Like where does that come from? So it's Canadian oil. It was oh, wow. processed once upon a time, literally for use in like um, manufacturing. Like they mm-hmm. used it to lubricate okay. uh, machinery. Your body. C- lubricate correct. your body. Well, and then I guess at some point the disposal of it was so toxic, but they had ramped up production of this. They needed to figure out what to do with it, so they decided to serve it to the public. Sweet as, mother. Yes, yeah, so don't don't eat canola oil. What? Yeah, it's not good. It's, what the hell? Like, how does that happen? I, dude, I don't know how like half the stuff happens. It's just like the fluoride. Know. The fluoride's <laughs> in the water, Jen. I don't use fluoride either. So. <laughs> it's not, you know. <laughs> but the, the, the story of fluoride also know, is something I, I I'm going to butcher this story, but it's something like they had too much of it and they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So they were like, well, let's just. Dump it, it in, in the, the water, water supply. And tell people and that it's good for them. It's bizarre. It's super bizarre, but this is what we're living with right now, which is why I tend to pay attention to those things. Well, I'm glad you said about the canola oil because yeah. I never knew. I mean, we use uh, either extra virgin olive oil or yeah. uh, motor oil. I usually dump <laughs> 5W30 on there and just yeah. let it boil. It's probably a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, yeah. So the coconut oil, obviously something that either comes from something that grows out of the ground or, well, I guess oil does come from the ground too, technically, canola canola oil, but... Right, right. But there's a processing to it too. And then, you know, some of it too is just like corn. If you're going to pick an oil, anything that's like a corn base, you don't really want to do. Corn really isn't like, even though it's a vegetable and I think people eat it because they think it's healthy, it's really not. It's nothing. There's no redeeming quality to eating corn or any corn... Yeah. Based product, especially now with this new gluten-free movement, people have moved into consuming so much corn yeah. um, because it's gluten-free. And it's actually really bad for your digestion. Like yeah. a lot of people really struggle with digesting corn. That's why when you eat corn, sometimes it comes back I out. I knew you were going to say that. But I mean, isn't that weird? I knew that was going to come up. Yes. But it comes that's back exactly out as corn. Right. It does. If you eat something and it comes back it. out in its full form, probably not the Stop best thing. Stop eating it. It's not doing anything no, for it's you. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no, crazy. Like that's, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna go that route." I just. But that's a great visual because yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm sure you did just visualize it, and I apologize. <laughs> okay. But the idea is like, think about that. It's not being processed. Your body's not doing anything with it. Right. So why are you eating so much of it? And like, even just like cows eating tons of corn, and like, there, like there's no need for that. No. It's just it's in such abundance, and, and it's, it's cheap. easy to grow. And it's super cheap. It's very and yeah. hearty. Yeah, it's and it's cheap. Yeah. yeah so so. You just, don't you know you don't need it i love some high fructose corn syrup though just dumped in all my food just where there's no way you eat high fructose corn syrup i I buy by the jar just that jar of high fructose (laughs) corn syrup 
Nini, don't let him go to the grocery <laughs> store anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so um, I was kidding, by the way. I but know. <laughs> let's let's continue on. So, trying to keep yourself uh, healthy, stay away from corn. Not the band. I mean, if you want to get ramped up a little bit, I guess you can listen to corn. But yeah, I don't have anything against the band. Um, but yeah, so just talking about digestion, you know, because that is such a an important part of your immune system. Like I said, seventy percent of your immune system is in the gut. Blah blah blah. So you want to make sure that stays really healthy. Um, so I also increase my probiotic intake. Um, and if you think about it too, it's so fun because you can always take this back like three or four generations of what your ancestors did. Fermented foods, you know, yeah. like sauerkraut, which becomes super popular this time of year. Um, if there's any kombucha fans out there, I yeah. freaking love kombucha so much. Fermented food. And you say kombucha. I always said kombucha, but it's kombucha. It's an O. It's an O. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You can say whatever you want. I but. love kombucha. <laughs> it's so good. So good and so good for you. So it's just naturally occurring probiotics because it's a fermented beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that aids in keeping your, your gut healthy. Um, the other thing is talking about like greens and stuff like that. Greens actually can be really hard to digest. So even as we move into the winter, you know, you kind of want to like reduce your intake of raw greens specifically. Oh. They can be really rough, really, really rough on your digestion. Yeah. So that's why like soups and stews and all that chilies and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like you're naturally drawn to it and there's a reason, you know, it's what your body wants is like this food that's kind of already semi broken down. Yeah. So that it can use that energy. I like baby stuff. food. Anything that's like in a baby food form, I'm ready <laughs> so yeah, like to consume smoothies. quickly. Yeah. Like a smoothie. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Or a soup or whatever. Uh, Me too. I love you know, all that stuff. Sip it through easy. a straw. Yeah. So you're saying like if you're going to eat say a stock of kale compared to having it in a soup or in a, a soup smooth. or sauteed you know with some coconut oil like yeah. it's just better to move into the warmer cooked foods at this point i think my phone's ringing okay stop calling me <laughs> record the podcast <laughs> um so yeah uh, that that's interesting as well because i i've uh, we all know the vegetables and and you know the greens are really good for us but yeah they are the ones that take the longest to, my wife explained it to me like this like they're really good for you because they make your body work harder so Correct. your your metabolism metabolism is working faster because yep. it's taking them a while to break down but you're saying when it comes to immunity and those sorts of things anything that takes a while to break down can yeah it takes a while to break down and what you have to think of it as because it takes a while to break down it also is your body's using a lot of energy towards digesting that it also takes energy to heal when you're sick which is why something like sleep is ridiculously important stop working and go home and like sit in front of the tv like you really need to conserve as much energy as possible when you're sick because that's what your body uses to fight off an illness um, so you want to start consuming the things that don't take quite as much energy to digest. Now in the summer, I think that's why people like raw food in the summer. You eat your salads, you eat your raw fruit, like all of that stuff becomes very popular in the summer yeah. because you're out running around doing all this stuff. The energy's good, you know, but in the, su- in the winter, I mean, if you're, and if you're not sick, by all means, like eat whatever you want. But if you start to feel something coming on, you need to conserve energy and let it go towards the healing process. So even a thing that I do, um, and I think is I, I kind of do it consistently throughout the winter. It's just an intermittent fasting. Give yeah. my digestion a complete and total break for like two days and only consume liquid. Um, and that is super helpful in keeping healthy. That's a really yeah. good that's a really good idea. That way there's nothing <laughs> going through you. So your, your body's getting a chance to catch up yeah. and getting a chance to work on other things that yeah. it needs to work on. We, we look at the 
the intermittent fasting, which I did do, I did it through the summer, and I want to start doing it here again uh, soon. It, it was for me, it was like cut off at seven p.m. Yeah, no food until uh, nine, I think, the next morning, okay. and it's a bit of an adjustment for Americans because I'm Especially always used in to the like evening. I think this the bedtime yeah. snacks or that for me was the hardest thing to give up. But I'm a seven p.m. cut off, mm -hmm. eleven a.m. the next day. Oh, you go all the way to eleven. I'm not a breakfast eater anyway. What time yeah. do you usually wake up? like 7, 7.30. Okay, yeah, that was always the tough part for me because the morning would hit. If I worked out in the morning, I'd be starving by like 8 yeah, o'clock. makes sense. And then by I'd be like waiting for 9 o'clock, <laughs> like dying, like please just make yeah. it happen. <laughs> and, and we always hear about sweating it out too. My dad's always a big proponent yeah. of, well, if you're sick, you got to go in there to the gym and sweat her on out. Yeah, that's, that's true. It is very helpful. Oh, it is helpful. Oh, yes. Now you're saying, but you just said not to push yourself. You don't need to necessarily run five miles on the treadmill okay. or do like CrossFit or something like that, but movement in general absolutely flushes stuff out of your system. You gotta keep your lymphatic system moving. I mean, it could be as simple as a walk. Um, there, you could do dry brushing, dry skin brushing, which helps that lymphatic system. Really, you dry know, so, skin brushing? Yeah, it's fantastic. Do not even knock it unless you have done it before. It's amazing. Well, I don't even it's know like what it's your, like. It's like a, your own self-massage. It's fantastic. What it's do just, you... It's a brush. Okay. It's like a... It looks like a horse brush. Okay. And like right before you get in the shower or something, you just kind of go in a circular motion across like different parts. You know, you hit everything on your body. Yeah. And it stimulates the lymphatic system, but it feels really good. Plus, wow. it gets rid of dead skin cells, so your skin's nice and glowy and... Uh, but it, it's it, that's one way to keep things moving too. So it, it, I'm not do not go do CrossFit if you're sick. That's insane. But do a, a, a small amount of exercise. Move. You gotta move. Get the blood flowing. Um, another great thing to do is if you have access to like an infrared sauna, uh, which I know we have some in the area here. Yeah, the Summit has can, them. Summit has it. Point of Fitness has one. Um, and then there's there's a great like salt cave up in State College, but locally there are a couple that you can go to. Schedule an appointment, go sit in it for 15 minutes, and that is a fantastic way to like sweat some of the stuff out and um, it just heal in general. So yeah, the the benefits of a sauna are are huge, and oh, I, that's yeah. one thing I do. I want to start doing more and more because they say like. Um, heart disease or like yeah. it reduces the risk of heart attacks and stuff like that just i don't know the ins and outs but i've heard right, the and, right. positive benefits yeah and it's just if i start feeling sick or run down I usually like a couple days of, of 15 20 minutes in infrared sauna that will snap you right out of it it's super helpful now is that part because like you know when they say that like to break the fever like your body gets really heated up to try to break that whatever's going on inside of right. you like does a sauna help to increase that to, to break yourself it, it kind of serves the same purpose like without having a fever it will increase your core body temperature you know maybe not quite to that extent um but it's also like fever you know serves a purpose and you know it's your body's natural way of heating up to get rid of something so yeah yeah Hmm. Interesting. Look at the infrared sauna the same way. But. Well, I, my dad always said to go to the gym and sweat it out. I I was always kind of torn. Like that sounds like a good idea, yeah. but also at the same time, it seems like a bad idea because if you're worn out, pushing yourself doesn't seem like the right yeah. move. So and listen just, to your body. Yeah. That's you know if if like a lot of times the flu comes with the body aches and the fever and the chills. You know, don't you know don't do that <laughs> right plus you're gonna get somebody sick correct <laughs> I mean, you're all over the equipment and whatever you just stay home if yeah. you have a treadmill great yeah, yeah there <laughs> don't you go. go to the gym 
Um, but you know, sometimes you have a cold and it doesn't come with some of those other things. It's literally just annoying. It's head, head cold, you know, drainage, that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think you're okay. Like physically, you're not going to probably do, but you got, you got to listen. Like at some point you have to shut off like the, the, the thing that everybody wants to do, which is just push to the limits all the time. Like, I don't care if I'm sick. I still got to work American out for way. an hour. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's why we're all sick all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, we never relax. Stop doing that. We never take it easy. It, it, it is like we live in, it, like we glorify busyness, what we do. Nobody yeah. rests anymore. Yeah. And your body has to rest. And people constantly. think like, even if you don't exercise, like, well, I, I don't exercise, exercise that often. I am resting. But you may be in mental stress at all times. Correct. And that, that can be just as bad, if not worse, than physical stress. Yeah, I think mental stress is horrendous. It can absolutely take a physical toll on your body. Um, you know, that's not as easy to say, just slow down. I mean, that can come from a lot of different reasons. You know, I get it. I've been through that. Yeah. Uh, and it's easy to, like, give advice about it. But everybody's situation is just so different i know quit your job right. you quit my job yeah. <laughs> divorce your husband right. I, I can't what do you right. get rid of the kids what am i gonna do exactly like it's not it's not i think when it comes to mental stress it's not quite that easy um yeah but there are things that you can do to kind of help assist yeah. it you know but the the mental stress can manifest into physical issues like adrenal burnout and um you know issues with your thyroid like all you know all that kind of stuff and then in those cases, like I do, I, I do recommend things like yoga. Yes, meditation. Yeah, meditation is a big one. Um, it's, just it seems like uh, you know we like you said we we run ourselves until we're completely yeah. torn. Just, we're just yeah totally worn out. And I feel like a, I'm not going to say a lot, all drug addiction comes from this, but a lot of drug addiction comes from we don't take the time to back off and like take a look at what's going on with our life and see what's wrong, address the issues. We always want to mask it hide it, yeah. block it out with something so we can keep going, yeah. we don't, at least in that we moment. We don't like self-examination. Like, <laughs> yes, we don't go inside and look. <laughs> right. Just like you would with your car, just like you would Correct. with like anything else. You like If you run something at full throttle all the time, it's going to break down. You're going to have some major Quicker. issues. But yeah. we don't look at our bodies like that right. for whatever reason. No, not even close. It's almost the exact opposite. Yeah. Like I, I have gone as far as it like amazes me at this point that – we're doing what we're doing to ourselves and, and we're surviving as a species. It's amazing to me, like, that we're living off of, like, fast food and Mountain Dew and cigarettes and, you know, working 18 hours a day and, you know, like, bragging. We go, oh, God, I only need, like, three hours of sleep. That's all I need. Yeah, I don't good. know who, what like, life you're living. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I need, like, seven to nine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uninterrupted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we're good. But, I, I yeah. totally agree 100%, and it's we're, we're stuck in this weird mindset that I guess a lot of the other world, other, other parts of the world don't, do not subscribe to. Like, not we're, we're rare. Not close. We are the absolute exception. And anybody who's traveled knows that. I have not tra traveled all that much, but I still know that. Yeah. Just from listening to what other people say in other cultures and how they yeah. watching documentaries, whatever, how they live their life. It's like, man, yeah. why are we so nuts? It's crazy. Well, it's <laughs> when I was in college, so I was that person i went to college in manhattan yeah you know and i had these aspirations to work in like an advertising firm and you know live in new york city my whole life and then i took a year off and i went to germany and i traveled around it was like kind of like an internship um but i stayed in the homes of people that lived there as i went from you know place to place and you really got 
to to like live how they live mm-hmm. and i was just like what am i doing like this is crazy i had just lost an uncle at a very young age um who was you just a workaholic he's 44 years old and he died of a heart attack Mm -hmm. so that coupled with my trip to germany where i watch and their priorities are just so different how so their first priority is family that's it like there are no there's like no working you know everybody's home at night for family dinner and everybody sits around the table and everybody eats dinner together and everything is like an experience and a process and it's not just like hey I got to take this one to dance and this one to soccer and this one to baseball and let's grab like McDonald's on the way. And, you know, yeah. and it's, that doesn't exist over there. It's just not like that. And here, again, so how do the they glorification go to dance and baseball? of busy. Like, where do they fit it in? How does it work? <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that, that too has got like sports here. The kid, like what kids are growing up through right now. It's yeah. even different than when I was in high school and the sports weren't like that big of a deal. Like you played and it was fun and it was some activity. Well, now it's like, it is business. I'm just, it's crazy. I know. It is. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. So, um, but yeah, so I came back from that trip and kind of reevaluated everything I was doing. Now, I finished college, but I left New York. We moved, you know, back to where like my family was. And um, that kind of became the important part of my life was just, uh, you know, making sure that I have time for the people that I want to be with and that I wasn't going to sacrifice like having my own family to like chasing this career, you know, those kinds of things. And then the latest just being, I think we talked about last time, me leaving a corporate job, Mm -hmm. you know, and my husband is leaving a corporate, not leaving, but kind of working his way out of his job. And we're just kind of focused on things that like we're super passionate about. And yeah, that's, it's been great for my mental stress. (laughs) I'm surprised you're you're not a millennial with all this you know what? Of, I'm on that. I'm on that cusp. I'm. Like, I am too. Are you in that age group where I'm, it's like seven years of like you're like the perfect spot of like you identify with Gen X and understand all of that, but you also identify like I'm right there. Yeah, I, I technically I am it. a millennial. I am okay. one year. I'm 34, and I think 35 right now. And the end of 2017 is the cutoff. Okay. For millennials, so I'm like, yeah, right, Gen yeah. Y and millennial, I'm like yeah. the mixture. So there's like that that age group of it's like I think a five to seven year span where, you know, we didn't grow up with the cell phones and the technology, yeah. but it came around young enough for us to like we get it, like yeah. the importance of it, uh, but we also understand the importance of not having it yeah. at times. So we kind of identify on both ends of the spectrum, which makes us like unique and important people. We're like mutants. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was saying, (laughs) like I said, I've had job shadowers in here, like young kids between 18 and 20. And I was talking to them because I was saying how lucky they are to have an advantage when it comes to social media. Because we were talking about like social media marketing. I'm like, you guys have an advantage here because you have grown up with something that other people have no idea how to even use. And you understand it like intrinsically. But I also was thinking to myself, like, I'm lucky that I... I got to experience 15, 16 years of my life without any internet. Right. And now the second half of my life has been all with it and see, right. seeing it grow. So it's good to live in that. that. That's a good place to be because then you, you understand the quality, the value of both. And yeah. you understand why some people don't understand it at all and why some people yeah. can't live without it. And, you know, and that's my concern. I mean, just back to the conversation of mental health, kids not getting a break from that. Kids that don't yeah. understand the value of putting that away for a while, you know, not being on Facebook, not being on Instagram. And I think now, like I don't envy kids that are growing up right now. I think they have it way harder 
than we ever did yeah. going through school. Especially because nobody's ever experienced anything like this before. Right. So your parents can't even possibly understand right. how stressful or difficult. And how that amplifies the bullying oh. and everything else. It's yeah. just, it's insanity. It, it really is. is. It's, so it's nuts. This is why I'm not like, I have all these conversations about school right now because. Well, within like 15 years, we'll all be in virtual reality. So I don't know if it'll matter oh. at that point. But I'm um, going to unplug myself from the matrix. Are you really? You're going to pull the cord I'm, out. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right, Neo. Good luck. <laughs> I don't know if that's the red pill or the blue pill, but I'm taking the one that goes that way. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd rather be in the Matrix. I'd rather be stuck in it. I don't want to live in that weird world that Neo lived in, in that spaceship. Who? Where are they? What do they do? I don't know. It seems like too much. <laughs> I want to live in the in the bliss. Right. The the ignorance that's, is bliss. Right, and that's so true. It really is. It's okay. so true. I'm still not living it. We. <laughs> I like when things are difficult. See, well, no, I do too. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, I'm there. But I don't know. I, I I don't want to get too off track. But I think like, do, do I want to live in like the post post apocalyptic world, or do I want to live in the world where I don't even know what's happening? Like I'm not aware that everything you mean fell like apart now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like right. we have no idea what's going on behind the the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Oz is back there. But you know Oz is it? back there, just kind of yeah. an idiot, just yeah. goofing <laughs> off. And you know, like we all know that, but it's just like, uh-huh. oh, well, yeah, we'll just pretend it's, it's not happening. Good question. That's that's like a whole other podcast. It's, like you just need a panel of people, and we need to discuss post-apocalyptic or you know yeah i will sit on that panel okay well, i'd love to have that podcast actually that would be super fun. <laughs> if we have a panel though we have to take turns yeah it'll become an argument at some that's point okay. in time. that's so fun it'd yeah. be like two hours long yeah that would love actually it. be very interesting it would be so fun um well let's go back to health though okay since that i think that's, that was the point of this podcast it really I think. was yeah uh, what else as far as keeping your body immune keeping okay. yourself healthy rubbing so, your hands together does that work that's what it my does. wife. It increases your temperature. Does it really? My no, wife does no. that all the time, and it no, drives me nuts. I, no, <laughs> it doesn't. She'll be like, "I'm so cold." No, you know who you need to talk to about that. Um, so I have acupuncture done every once in a while, and she does this, and it's something about she says about um, moving your chi. I don't know what that means, but she does it. I always. What's it her name? Arella, Doctor okay. Arella Revis. Yes, uh, my wife is good friends with her husband. They oh, went to yeah, high school Judy. together. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been thinking Justin. about talking to her for a while. Oh, you should. Yeah. I'll talk her into it. Okay. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> well, we're trying to get like a whole like Holidaysburg like wellness collective thing going down there. Cool. And so we have this event going on this Saturday and it's me and Aaron at Happy, Harlequin Pepper. And then Arella's coming in. She's going to do some. And it is to address holiday stress. That's what they're there for. There you go. In so. Holidaysburg. Makes perfect sense. Yes. Holidaysburg. It's the Allegheny Street Wellness Retreat. So. Oh, nice alliteration there. I, know. I like that. Um, that, and I, I would love to learn more about acupuncture too, because you know it's another one of those aspects, kind of like yoga, kind of like meditation. It's like uh, people see it as like this woo-woo. It's not real. It's all in yeah. your head kind of thing. No, that but definitely is not. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I mean, that's real. <laughs> everything that I hear that they say that about, whenever yeah. I do that thing, I'm like, oh, they're obviously they've never done this, right. or they would know that it wasn't fake. Well, I, it's just funny because like before I got into the natural health end of things, like. I was the person that kind of poo-pooed certain like modalities of it mm-hmm. and I'd be like yeah no there's no way that works and then I would do it because I ran out of other options and then it would work and I'd be like 
you know, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so which is why I ended up where I am. So I'm here not because it's like I just think it works. It's because I have been my own like living like experiment and everything. Like, yeah. So when people question me, I'm like, how do you know? How do you know? Because I did it. That's yeah. how I know. I did it to myself, you know, and I was the one that went into like a Reiki session. I was like, yeah, this is nuts. Like, I'm yeah. just, there's no way. And then I walk out and I'm just like, oh, my God, that's like a amazing <laughs> so just try it no yeah. and that's the most important part is like people are afraid to experiment with things and instead of trying them they just make assumptions and go off what Correct. other people have said and then write it off as yeah. it not being anything yeah which those people probably haven't tried it either exactly and that's usually the case yeah and that that seems to be predominantly most of the time when somebody's telling you something doesn't work or whatever uh most likely they haven't tried it or they haven't they did it like once or twice yeah. and they were like ah it didn't work for me oh that's the but big you've thing gotta with put, like, some a chiropractor in. they want to go to a chiropractor and have like instant results like one visit and i should be fixed no that's not how that works <laughs> you're gonna have to go back just like anything else in life though. right nothing works off of a, a couple uses yeah, you can't or a couple... Take, even if you're like a pharmaceutical like believer you can't take one pill and get a result you're on that baby for like a while yeah, they'll, they'll tell <laughs> you forever yeah they'll tell you like it'll take at least six weeks for this to show any yeah. results but people are willing to stick with that because all they got to do is swallow a right. pill instead of exercise or whatever the other thing might be cook i cook yeah <laughs> i guess we should back up too because if they didn't if, if you haven't listened to the first podcast your background you were a health insurance marketer what would you call yourself i worked in sales okay health insurance sales so um consulting Consulting, okay. Yeah. So you were on one end of the spectrum, yeah. and then as you were in it longer and longer, you kind of converted over. Well, I, to... you know, I wasn't like a, a medical practitioner, so it's not like I was going in and trying to talk to you. I was literally just going in and listening to issues, and I understood the issues from the health insurance, like cost perspective. And, you know, it got to a point where we were able to consult in helping them save money through certain routes. Like we would review their recommendations from their health insurance company saying like, we've had a lot of claims in certain areas. Like here's what you need, you know, you what you need to work on decreasing. So when you're talking about like, you know, smoking or like mental stress, like stress has been the biggest in the last year and a half or two years that health insurance companies are telling you, your employees are like screaming for help with stress. Okay, so what do you do? So in those situations, employers defer to health insurance companies for the solutions. And the only thing health insurance companies really know how to do is tell you to go see your doctor who's gonna give you like a, a antidepressant. Yeah, and that's, I think there are better ways to do it and it's just, you know, so we're going to see a shift towards companies getting into like wellness and they're trying, they're trying so hard right now to do it. But one, it's, it can be very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. And even companies that claim to be wellness still really, in my opinion, aren't wellness. It's not wellness. It's just. How do you mean? Because they're not focusing on the employee taking responsibility for their health. Yeah. It's still about just making sure you've been to your doctor twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, your your cholesterol or whatever is in check. So if, if it's out of whack, you got to be on medication for it. Um, stress medication, anti-smoking medication. Uh, they, they bring in flu shot clinics, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas to me, to get into a soup, like a really effective wellness, it really should be about educating people yeah. on how to keep themselves healthy. <laughs> like, 
you know, let's get a, a anti-smoking campaign going. That's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me how many people. I guess I notice it more in the winter time because like you have to smoke with your windows up, and I yeah. always and I'm like, man, they're just like sitting in yeah. cigarette smoke, and and I smoked for five years. Yeah, I remember. I was I was a kid, and I was in radio and I was going to the bars and I just, like all my friends smoked so I started and then looking back on it I'm just like oh it was the worst it was the worst and I and I never enjoyed it but I just like did it because everybody else, everybody else was doing it yeah but it's just yeah teaching them how to cook teaching them some healthy recipes you know swap out like how and I think a big one is how to prepare you know right. so if their thing is like well I, I go to work every day and i run up the street to chick-fil-a and get lunch no pack your lunch you know here's some ideas you know here's some stuff for your kids you know it, it'll get there i think probably in like five years we'll see that kind of transform but wellness needs to be about education prevention you know getting people to take responsibility for what they're doing instead of constantly you know passing it off to doctors and health insurance companies and they don't know what they're doing well and it's not that the whole idea is to lower the cost of that and you're not going to lower the cost by now forcing them to provide additional services (laughs) and their cost keeps going up and And going to them all the time and booking appointments and they're always busy yeah it's just and and, you know it's just you gotta i would just like to see like an all-encompassing like yeah go see your doctor for your physicals maybe go see a nutritionist or like a a health coach you know for your your meal prep and your food and you know go see um you know a chiropractor and that you know i don't know just it's got to be an experiment like you said you have to experiment to find out what works for you because you can listen to somebody else but it might not work for your body right now. And that's the other part. Wellness, the ones that they introduce tend to be one size fits all. And you definitely can't do that with wellness. Doesn't exist. Not even close. And that's why people get all disgruntled and are like, well, that's yeah. this is all a lie. This doesn't right. work. Well, it may not just be your thing. You haven't right. found your thing. Or they thing. go to Walmart and buy their supplements and they're not like they're, those supplements that you're getting aren't guaranteeing that that product is even effective anymore. Like you have to right. go to a reputable source. Although I will say. Supplements. This was surprising. I was at Walmart last week, and they actually have in the food section now. It's a very small, almost hidden amongst the other stuff, organic section. And I got like a superfood powder there. It's like uh, it's all kinds of vegetables and everything, like a powder in a powder form. And I was like, "This is amazing!" They like giant jugs of coconut oil and avocado oil. I'm like, "Wow, Walmart." When did, they, when did you guys do this? And yeah, I bought when, some of the superfood stuff and I put it in my smoothies. Yeah, now that Walmart has identified the trend, and I don't even like to call it that, maybe more people will start to catch on. Yeah. But, I mean, even you can go into, like, a Sheets and they have, like, a couple options of, like, an organic trail mix. or You know, people are starting to understand that this is a bigger... It's not going away. Like, this yeah. isn't a healthy eating trend. This is people are starting to, like, wake up to... You know, the fact that I've been on, you know, I've, I've been seeing my doctors, I've been taking my medicine and it's not working for me, not working for me. Like, I'm sick of feeling sick and tired. I'm sick of starting this pill and then having this side effect. And then you got to take this pill and it has this side effect. And everybody just kind of wants to reel it in a little bit. <laughs> Let's go yeah. back and figure out what we can take responsibility for ourselves and understand that there are some things that you're going to need help with treatment. But there are some things that you can, you know, take on and kind of start to get under control yourself just by reining in your food 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, though, and I'm sure people listening to this would agree with me. I mean, for, on my end, I'd say the first 24 to five years of my life, I had no idea how to eat healthy. When I thought I was eating yeah. healthy, I wasn't eating healthy. Oh, I'm the same way. So, I was the same way. So it's wild, too. Like, it wasn't for Nini, my wife. I mean, she really, she, her mom had always made home-cooked meals, always had packed lunches, always had a lot of information yeah. about nutrition. She just, so she grew up with it. And if you don't grow up with it, if you don't have somebody teaching you that along the way, you're not going to know. And even if you think you are doing it right, you're probably not doing right. it right. Yeah. And saying, like, things that work for some people that don't work for other others, I used to consume a lot of dairy. Right. And didn't even think about the fact that I was lactose intolerant, and oh. nobody ever told me. Oh, you know what I mean. So you I was didn't having feel that going on down there. I did, but it never like <laughs> I never connected the two together. The food, you yeah. know, and and like my parents never said anything about that because they didn't have the issues. I yeah. guess. Okay. Uh, so you kind of, as you stumble through life, stumble into these things. Hopefully, somewhere along the line, somebody comes along and gives you the right education. Yeah. Um. But I think for the most part, people never run across that person. Luckily, yeah. you're here to be one of those people. But I try. But when you're when you're living, I'm I'm thinking as a kid, like you're living at home or you're in college and you're living with a bunch of other kids. Right. How are you ever going to figure it out unless you take the time to figure it out yourself and correct? Learn. I mean, college is one of those places you almost have like a pass. Yeah. <laughs> like I think every college student is just like eats like crap. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I didn't know either. It's not like we grew up. I mean, we grew up drinking Coke and Diet Coke and, you know, tacos and pizza on Friday nights and TV dinners. And we we didn't know. Like, people didn't know at that point that that stuff was bad for you. This is still kind of a recent discovery that, yeah. like, oh, man, what you're eating is is causing issues, you know, like for the first time our life expectancy is actually declining, you know? And so our grandparents that ate bacon and eggs and smoked cigarettes till they were 85 years old, we don't do those things anymore because we're told not to, yet we're only living till we're like 68, you right, know, or yeah. 72. Like our life expectancy is going down for the first time mm -hmm. ever. And, you know, we have to figure out why. It's not enough to like go, you know, just hand that over to somebody else. and. You know, even my whole thing with food came from like, so my mom was the cook in the house, but my dad was the one that came home with the crazy diets. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he had a friend at work that was diagnosed with like leukemia and he took on like a macrobiotic diet. Like that was the thing. So my dad started cooking like that every once in a while. I was introduced to tofu that way, you know, certain things. And I think that's the first time I realized like, oh, you can use food to stay healthy or heal yourself like and i was just like that's amazing <laughs> so, and then when you get outside of it you're like duh of course right, you well, can yeah well like, now that would that, be that's that's the only thing you're fueling your body with correct besides but liquid but nobody thinks about that stuff yeah. though you know it's just you don't think beyond you know what is like sitting on your and, and we are more concerned with it tasting good than we are with it doing good yeah. you know as it's processed but yeah, so it's just that's kind of what we need to get back to. So we look back now at what our grandparents and our great-grandparents did, and you're like, well, geez, you know, they did that. Like your grandmother or your mom giving you chicken soup when you're sick. Mm -hmm. Guess what? 
it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it works because it's loaded with garlic. It's got that. And when they made chicken soup, it didn't come out of a can. They boiled the chicken. They right. threw in the veggies. They took off the meat, you know, and that's so you're getting all of the good stuff that you need. Like bone broth, when you're sick or when you need to heal, one of the best things you can consume. And it's that's why chicken soup was so good for you. So. Maybe I'll come pick up some bone broth today for my wife because she's not yeah. feeling too good. Yeah. Might definitely. be a good idea. Yeah. it's It seals. Like it's very healing for the intestinal tract. It heals things in there, and then it seals it up. All the collagen, all the stuff that's in that broth. So if you've heard of leaky gut, which is a you know thing going around Ugh. right now, yeah, it's not good. It it helps seal up those perforations that's allowing that stuff to get out that you don't want to get out. So. <laughs> Just the term leaky gut's like, yeah, oh it's, boy, it's very. But it's an unpleasant thing, so it shouldn't be called like you know. I don't know. Super happy tummy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> be the wrong name. You just put like a frowny face next to it. <laughs> Mr. Yuck symbol. There you go. Um, what else do you have as far as the immune stuff? Do you have anything else? To well, throw yeah, in? garlic was a big one. Okay. So you know, one thing that I make when I as soon as I start to feel it, I make a fifty-two clove garlic soup, which is such a pain in the butt to make because wow. it's so much work. But holy cow, it really. Whew, Really? Oh, man. Knock it right out of you. It's brilliant. Um, Nobody will come near you either. That's Nobody okay. Comes I'm, I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a very, like, boundaries. You know? <laughs> like, personal space. <laughs> what is it about garlic? <laughs> so garlic contains uh, something called allicin, which is helpful in, like, fighting viral infections, fungal infections, bacterial infections. Uh, it, it's just overall, like, a really good immune booster. Um, cayenne, believe it or not, probably like the last thing you want to eat when you don't feel good, but cayenne pepper is super good for um, breaking up mucus. So if it is like a sinus issue, so one of my favorite things to do is sip on the bone broth and I put cayenne pepper in it and that's what I drink when I don't feel good. Ooh. Yeah, but it works. <laughs> now see, my wife loves hot, she loves hot sauce, yeah. loves cayenne oh, pepper. Good. So it's she'd be... great immune booster and a metabolism booster. <laughs> it's like a twofold thing there. Uh, but it can break up congestion and mucus, but it actually also helps speed the healing process. So it kind of gets everything moving a little bit quicker, including the healing. So hmm. um, pineapple. So that's like one that I like to talk about because obviously I own a juice bar. Love so. pineapple. Pineapple. It is super effective in combating a cough. So it has something in it called bromelain, which is um, good at, again, breaking up music, but uh, mucus. But it works as like a cough suppressant. Really? Yeah. So if you have kids and you don't necessarily want to give them medicine for a cough, because again, a cough is serving a purpose to a degree, uh, but like for sleep or whatever, like pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Yep. Wow. Yep. Now, people would frown upon that saying the amount of sugar that's in pineapples oh, and pineapple yeah. juice. Well, you know what? Fruit has sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just unavoidable. the way it is. It's You're unavoidable. Not gonna eat, don't eat a pile of, don't eat an entire and pineapple. It's not a processed white sugar it is a right. naturally occurring fruit sugar that isn't processed in your system the same way a white sugar is we've gotten to a point where people are so afraid to eat fruit right now yeah that that weird. could it is insane because fruit is almost more effective it's more effective than vegetables you get more out of fruit than you do out of vegetables as far as it being like a, a nourishing food bananas it, is a big it one. flows right through you right it goes so quickly it through your system it has or... so many vitamins minerals nutrients you know it's just incredibly good for you and you know when kids are little 
that's what we want them to snack on. We're giving them blueberries and bananas. And, and then somehow we grow up as adults and like somebody, some personal trainer or somebody tells you like, no, there's carbs in fruit, you know, and everybody stops eating fruit. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's like, well, the crazy part about sugar, <laughs> like uh, like the, the white sugar that you get in a bag, that does not exist on earth. That's not a real thing. Like, yeah, it's processed. It's processed. Yeah. I mean, like you could never like... Th- 200 years ago or however, I don't know, whatever right. processed sugar was invented. But like you could never find that anywhere. Yeah. You would never have this handful of sugar. Right. It was never possible to eat a pile of sugar. Right. Unless you ate like a bunch of fruit. And then I guess you'd get a bunch of sugar along with it. Right. I- I'm not going to name any names, but there's a-, a woman one time I used to work with and sh- I was eating grapes. I love grapes. She probably knows who it is. <laughs> I can probably. <laughs> but I was eating these grapes and she was like, why are you eating those grapes? Those are terrible for you. And I was like, what oh, do you mean? She's see? like, there's so much sugar in those. I'm like, they're grapes. Right. They grew out of the ground. Grapes, they're like, what are you talking like, about? Single-handedly is one of the like, most nutritionally beneficial foods you can eat. Red grapes. There we go. So good for you. Well, she would have been there beside me yeah. to yell at her. But people, I, I love fruit too because it's like nature's candy. Correct. Like pineapple tastes like candy. Oh, man, it is. Especially dried. Brilliant. Like if you like, I had dried uh, peaches. It's like these peaches are pureed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, these I had like these dried peaches, and they had more. They tasted sweeter than yeah. a, a sour patch kid. I yeah. Was like, Holy cow! There's... Dates. We talked about dates last time. Have dates, you tried yeah. a date yet? I have not. No. Man. I gotta set a date dates. to get some. <laughs> I'm gonna bring some of our date granola tomorrow, so you can just try it. Awesome. But it's yeah. It's, it's somehow. And again, it's just back to the like mindset that people are in where we're not really glorifying healthy. Right now we're glorifying like skinny and, and people equate being thin with being healthy. And that's not necessarily the case. So you're cutting stuff out of your diet that you need and we're replacing it with like powders, you know, the shake, yeah. the powder shakes, the protein powders, like all this stuff. And, you know, over consuming protein is another issue that I have, but taking out fruit, I can't wrap my head around that at all because yeah. it's so good for you. Like bananas, that's that's a big one that people really try to stay away from because not only does it have sugar, but it's high in carbs. <laughs> I was just like, man, I couldn't even tell you how many bananas like I go through. Something like that is my go-to. I mean, you want to talk about meal prep that you stuff is easy to take oh, and run. A banana. banana. Yeah. That's like the easiest thing. I had a banana problem for a while because oh, I was doing that and I was I eating bananas. so many. I have one and a half a day. I put it in my smoothie every morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, bananas are the easiest. Yeah. Now I am, uh, I also, apples are another e- very easy one, but yeah. I'm allergic to apples for oh, some that's reason. A like my mouth, like super itchy. I don't know what, oh, the, yeah, I don't know if it's the good. pesticide or, uh, or what it is. Well, but have you tried organic? Yeah, and I still got an itchy okay, mouth. Okay, then it's probably the apple. So that's kind of a bummer, but yeah, I mean, it is. whatever. Yeah, it is. a bummer, but you know. But fruits are, if you want to talk about like a grab-it-and-go kind of food, most yes. fruits are grab-and-go. Yeah. Oranges, like our thing, we have bags and bags of like tangerines all over the house right now, and that's what it is. It's like you could chop up a banana, a tangerine, some blueberries, a kiwi, and it's like nature's Skittles in a bowl. It's right, yeah. So good. I love clementines. Oh, maybe that's little, what we have. Those Clementine. little tiny oranges, yeah. they're so good. Oh, we, my Addicted kid goes through those things. Like, I, I stop her from eating them. I'm like, well, you'll start getting enough. ulcers. Yeah. I started like, getting ulcers. Yeah. I had to back off. That, and she is completely, blueberries is like her jam. Like, blueberries, forget it. Like She makes jam with blueberries? She or? does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she loves blueberries. But that's, so, that's what we feed our kids. We want to keep them healthy. We want to give them all this, like, healthy food to eat. Fruit, fruit, fruit. Past the age of twenty five, and you're like, no, forget about it. Fruit, 
well, then why are you giving your kid fruit? Like, if you really believe that it's not good for you, why are you letting your kid eat fruit? Yeah. No, I love fruit. I, you know, all of it. Well, going <laughs> back to when my son was like an infant, I, we bought him the Gerber's. Um, yeah. They put like the strangest combinations of fruits and vegetables together in those little glass containers. Yeah. It'd be like mangoes and like celery and carrots or yeah. something. And I'm like, why would they do this? Then I'd There's have no it. reason for that. And I'd eat it and be like, these are so good. Like, why don't they make these for adults? Yeah. That's I always think that. Called a smoothie. <laughs> right. But I wish Gerber would just sell larger containers of them. I, I would oh, actually no. buy those because yeah. they're so good. No, I used to make those for Max and he, I would take a bite and he would take a bite because yeah. <laughs> they were so tasty. Like I wanted to just have these for myself. Yeah. But, but also, the older we get, we get away from all that. Yeah. Well, and you probably taste mostly the mango when you eat that. Yeah. And the fruit will disguise the vegetable. But you're also training your brain at that young of an age to identify, like, biologically the vegetable. So you, you I think that you have to eat something maybe it's like seven times or nine times, even if you don't know that you're eating it. So this is the benefit of hiding vegetables. And all of a sudden, you'll actually want it. Like, you'll develop a craving for it. So if you uh. hide carrots in a kid's like meatloaf for a month the likelihood of them coming to you at some point and asking for carrots as a snack like goes way up it just your brain gets trained to to identify that stuff and i think that's the deal with healthy food in general (laughs) like like you're you said you're a kombucha drinker right yeah okay did you like it the first time you had it no i thought it was really weird. weird yeah it's super weird but everybody I know that drinks kombucha, now they're like, oh, my God, I love it. Like, I, I have to have it at least twice a week. It's like you're drinking a beer almost. It, it it's is. Because the, the taste is kind of beer-like. It is, like ginger ale-ish, beer-ish. Right, kind yeah. of, it's fermented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that craving comes from your body now has grown to expect that influx of probiotics on a regular. So it craves it when yeah. you go too long without it. So you actually develop a taste to enjoy it down the road so that like that's how it's how crazy all that stuff is like you develop a taste for that healthy food it, it gets in your head yeah and all of a oh, sudden yeah. you're well that's very true with the kombucha because I, I often just think like i know it's good for me therefore yeah. i know i should have it and just through that i end up enjoying it just because i right. know it's supposed to be good for me yeah. i kind of just start feeling better <laughs> so me and my husband were in italy i don't know if i talked to you about this since we've been there but I, so we went for a very specific reason and pretty much ate pizza like every single day. <laughs> and we were walking through a neighborhood the one time and we walked past a juice bar and I felt like I was literally like physically pulled to that. And I just felt like if I don't get a piece of fresh fruit right now, like I'm going to die. <laughs> That's so, what my wife will do too. I, She'll it's like, just crazy. Yeah. And then I got back and I went to Martin's to do our grocery shopping. I was like, kombucha, like grab all the flavors <laughs> off the shelf. And it's just, I'm like, I just miss, my body missed that stuff because they didn't have it over there. Now this might be so. a little off topic, but your husband was telling me about the pizza that you guys had in Italy and yeah. how, how you could eat like three slices of Papa John's pizza here and feel like you were going to die. Yes. Yeah, you could have like 10 slices in Italy and yeah. you feel perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Because of what we're doing to our food. Uh, and it's and it's really because of what they're doing to their food. Okay. The time that they're taking to create it. So the dough that's used over there is a naturally fermented dough. <laughs> so they're going to talk kombucha. They make it fresh every morning for one. So it's not like anybody's ordering frozen dough that's been shipped across the country. They go in in the morning and they make their dough every morning. And it's a naturally leavened dough. Mm-hmm. So it already comes with like the probiotics and stuff in it. 
That being said, the style of the pizza itself is also, it's a fairly thin style pizza. Um, and literally, I think an entire pizza is probably the equivalent, it, just in weight of food, like bulk of food is like two or three slices of, you know, what we're used to as pizza. Right. Like a New York style slice versus what you eat here. But the naturally leavened dough also helps kickstart the digestive process so you don't get that bloat when you eat it. Um, so you'll see now, like, um, it's kind of a thing like sourdough bread. So sourdough bread, if you have issues with gluten or digestion or that kind of thing, sourdough bread is one of the easiest breads to digest. So it's taking that concept and applying it to pizza. Oh, okay. So you can sit, and we did, I'm telling you, we ate two entire pizzas a day. Like, that was <laughs> what we ate because that's what we were there for. We went to every well-known pizza place that we could find in that city, and that's where we ate lunch and dinner <laughs> so, wow and you were fine like no totally no, fine you didn't gain 95 pounds i did <laughs> not i think i gained three pounds and i was there for two weeks and i think john gained like five pounds and he was there for 30 days and that's literally i mean not only pizza but he would walk up the street between his train like for lunch breaks walk up the street to this deli and their lunches were like three course meals really so they would get this big green salad then they would get this massive plate of pasta. Then they would get like a main course. And this is lunch. Like the first time I walked up to meet him for lunch, I was like, this is seriously what you eat like for lunch? Like this, how are you even hungry at dinner time? Yeah. But it's just, they're, yeah, the, their food in general is not made like our food. It's not, it's not processed. That's what it comes down to. There's like almost no processing of food that exists over there. You go to the grocery store, their wine selection is bigger than you know, like any sort of processed food. They really didn't have any of that. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's just, crazy. It just never even existed in the first place. You know, they live in an environment where, one, their growing season is very long, you know, but then they're growing their stuff in this like crazy, like nutrient dense volcanic ash, which mm. is amazing. So all the produce that comes out of there is very, uh, very nutritionally dense, you know, not like ours where even even if you do go to like farmers markets and stuff like that our soil is pretty depleted yeah. in nutrients so even if you're not using like pesticides and chemicals and that kind of thing it's not as dense nutritionally as food that that is grown in that kind of environment um, that's the major issue with our topsoil right like we're losing yeah. topsoil and that's where all of the most of the nutrients yeah. so we need like yosemite or something to blow what so we can replenish. Well, here's an interesting <laughs> thing. And I had a conversation probably with Sean about it. And I was like, you know, all these wildfires that happen everywhere. And it's so devastating. And it's an awful thing to happen. But wouldn't that be like the same thing? So if you went back into some right. of these areas after that and you plant crops, like you get that same kind of, you know, element to it. It's all of a sudden a very nutrient dense soil. You yeah. Know? So which is why farmers would like burn crops sometimes or control burns yeah. yes and they do things like crop rotations where you know different plants are taking different nutrients and we don't really do that stuff anymore yeah it does. So. well there's this guy his name is uh joel salatin he's like a he's an all-natural farmer yeah. he's there's a name for his kind of the kind of farming he does but he he let he has a gigantic plot of land and he lets the animals roam and he follows them and makes sure they're they're going in cycles so the chickens are doing their things the cows are doing their things the pigs are doing their things and they all kind of the natural way life would happen right. for animals to yeah. to make the soil really strong it's amazing yeah and it's 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 common sense right i mean once again like when you have factory farms of gigantic 
hundreds of miles of corn, obviously that's not a good thing. Right. You're not cycling anything through. You don't have time for anything other than growing and taking crops. Like, that's it. You have no time to really care for it. Yeah, with these giant robots that are coming through. (laughs) Right. You know, it's it's strange, but it's obvious whenever you, you look at it like that. It's like, well, of course... If you're not uh, – another big part of this that I just found out recently was about hemp. So we're not allowed to grow hemp in the country. But Canada's allowed to grow hemp. So hemp is one of the best crops for rejuvenating the soil. So like in Canada, the hemp rejuvenation has helped their soil. I forget where I – I was watching a documentary or something. Yeah, I love documentaries. But yeah, <laughs> most of the information never sticks. But this for well, some reason well, did something stick. something did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, all the hemp protein that we get in America usually comes from Canada because we're not allowed to grow it. And they, they were just saying, like, how important hemp is because it grows so quickly. Right. It's so easily, like, you can just Renewable. wipe it out, renew it. Yeah, whenever you have a new season come through, you plant, you start to grow hemp to re, re uh, yeah. revitalize the soil so your crops are still good. You know, we are actually allowed to grow it now. Pennsylvania just planted their first seeds. Oh, did we really? Yes, we're allowed we to. did. That's amazing. Hemp farms. I think it's out near Harrisburg somewhere. So, really? Yeah, Pennsylvania was one of That's the... That's what that smell is. It could be. <laughs> it could be. I thought there were a lot of skunks. <laughs> one of the one of the states now that, that does allow it, and they passed, like, the medicinal, you know, marijuana yeah. laws and all that kind of stuff. So they did... We planted the first seeds this past summer sometime, so... My grandma is actually going to the first doctor in the our area who's allowed, who's selling or prescribing medical marijuana Good for her. that's pretty crazy yeah. it's actually finally happening well it's been a long time coming yeah, again a just... whole nother podcast <laughs> <laughs> so as far as going back to immunity where can i mean do you want to wrap it up do you have more information that you want to looks like you even have you gone through a quarter of what you have here oh yeah you've got yeah, a lot yeah, of info yeah. so i mean we talked about vitamin d already so yeah. that was um a big one obviously sun exposure being the best method, but that's why we are so depleted at this point because we don't really get it. So, I mean, aside from there being food that you want to consume, there's also things that you kind of want to stay away from this season. Um, white sugar. Darn it. <laughs> that's the biggest one. Stay away from sugar. And that's probably why we get so sick in January. The holidays. Oh. I mean, all the cookies, the pies, like we have Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's not only mentally stressful, but it's like physically stressful on your body when, and you're consuming like exactly the wrong kind of food. Yeah, and you're the whole laying time. on the couch watching yeah, football watching half football. alive. Yeah. Yep. So but no I, sugar. I, but I have no self-control. When it comes to like cooking, I think in my everybody face. gives gives you give yourself that pass for the holidays, yeah. and I, I'm I do it. I'm guilty of it. So Thanksgiving Day, I will let myself, you know, eat like pretty much whatever I want, you mm. know. <laughs> and uh, Christmas, I'll do the same thing. Like I, but I enjoy like to me, it's enjoyable. Like not only is food like good to keep you healthy, but it's just it's just a part of life that I enjoy more than most. <laughs> it's just food. So I, I take pr- pride and joy in like planning out our Christmas menu and here's what I want to make. And, you know, for me and my daughter, it's a thing to make like cookies and, you know, she made a gingerbread house. And, and it's so, yeah, I just kind of, we give ourselves a little bit of a break. Um, so I try to rein it in like January 1st, just like everybody else. Um, new year, new me. Yeah, it's not, you know, just to get back on track. But, okay, so sugar, no. Fried foods, absolutely not. Like, cut back on. So that fried you know. turkey that I put in the deep fryer for Thanksgiving, not a good idea. No. Did you really do <laughs> no, that? Just, oh, okay. Have you ever do. had a fried turkey? I have not. It's so good. It probably is really good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I'd imagine it is. Um, yeah, and then the other one is conventional dairy. 
stay away from conventional dairy so like the milks the cheeses it you know and this is like people will argue this on both sides you know it can be good for you it can't I think some of the dairy that is like got a fermentation to it can be okay like so yogurt um, I think kefir is probably okay to have. Kefir, how do you spell that? K-E-F-I-R. Some hmm. people will say it kefir. I learned kefir, oh, okay. so that's just how I always say it. Um, but it's a fermented milk beverage, very rich in probiotics. So it does have that benefit to it. Do, do most grocery stores sell that? I don't think yes. ever, they do? Oh, yeah. Our Martins has it. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. In the organic refrigerated little section. Oh, in the organic section. Yeah, okay. It's on the bottom shelf. What is your best. stance on almond milk? Unsweetened, I, unsweetened regular almond milk. I'm a huge fan of the alternative milks. Like that's all I use for stuff. Um, but it is so freaking easy to make it. You should just make it yourself and not consume all of the garbage that's in the stuff that you buy at the store. Okay. There's a lot of additives and preservatives and just carrageenan and all kind of junk in the stuff that you buy over the counter when it is so easy to make. How is it so easy to make? What do you it's do? It's just almonds and water. And you blend it and yeah. strain it. That's it. You blend, so you put the almonds in with the water, you yeah, blend it let up. Them soak, blend it up, get the almond pulp out of it, and voila, you have And then strain milk. it out, and yeah. you just drink that. That's it. Huh. That's all we use in our shop, and we make all of our own nut milks. That's kind of expensive, though, right? All those almonds? Well, I'm when you look at buying a half a gallon of almond milk versus making it, it's much more cost effective to make it. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. So, Perfect. how many almonds do you use per, like, a half cup to a cup and a half. Uh, a cup to a cup and a half will make four cups of milk. Okay. So a cup of almonds equals four cups of water or four cups of milk. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I'll think about doing that. Yeah. About, you have a this? blender. I mean, obviously you have a blender. You're blending sweet potatoes. So. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think it's going to handle some almonds just fine. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I yeah. never even thought about making the – I always thought about squeezing that almond and – until the teat gets the milk out of it. And yeah. I thought that seems like a it's, lot of it's work. It's one of those things that I think people assume it's a lot of work. Uh, and you're just like, oh, almond milk. But no, it's like the easiest. It's so easy. <laughs> almond milk. We make almond milk, coconut milk, and cashew milk. We Do make you guys all. really? Mm-hmm. All in-house? Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Well, this is a good time to promote juice then, I guess. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> J-O-O-S, downtown Holidaysburg, 517 Allegheny Street. Yep. Um, you guys have been there for how many months now? Like nine months? Nine months. April. And just give a breakdown so people understand, like, number one, you know this information, but number two, you actually are working with this information every day. Yes. So we are practicing what we're preaching. (laughs) And that was kind of the objective behind the whole thing and kind of getting it started was, one, to give people a place to go to have a healthy option for food, you know, and it's then the other piece of the objective is to make it good. So you can come in and you know taste what we've made and my goal is like for people to say there's no way this is good for me there's no way that what i'm eating right now is healthy i'm like yeah yeah it is right good for you like you can come in here get any single thing off of our menu and know that it has no no processed sugar no dairy no gluten for the most part um you know everything's healthy everything for the most part is raw and vegan with the exception of our bone broth um, so if you're thinking of getting into like more of a plant-based, you know, way of living or kind of incorporating that into your diet, like, well, teach you how to do it. <laughs> and for the days that you don't feel like making stuff yourself, you know, we, we make it. So it is about being nutritious and delicious and all fresh produce, um, you know. I think the cool thing what you're doing is you're tying together the good food 
and the education and like kind of building them at the same time like for somebody to give you the information is great oh yeah that's wonderful you understand what you're talking about but then to actually be able to make it right and serve it to somebody yeah and then like give them the information along with that is very powerful it could help change somebody's mindset i think that's that's the the trick it's just that's the idea because we are at that point that people have to start paying closer attention and i don't mean just for your cost of health insurance but just for life expectancy and everything else you have got to start paying attention to what you're eating yeah and if you see me in the grocery store know that i'm judging your cart <laughs> when i have the the sixer of mountain dew on the yep, side i'm gonna be like the... dude if i see you in the store and you have that on i'm taking it from you <laughs> no i don't i don't drink any well actually i did have a root beer over the weekend we bought a, a single root beer yeah. at, from martin's and it was so good it, root beer is delicious you can make that stuff <laughs> But every once in a while, I like to have like a little a bit of soda. Stutter. I'm like an urban <laughs> homesteader. That's what I want to do. Are you Amish? I think that's what we're getting to Maybe here. I should have been. <laughs> You're in the right place in Pennsylvania if you want to be. But it really is just make, like, figure out what it is that you can't live without and figure out how to make it healthy. That is, it's literally all I did because I love to eat and I love food and I love sweets and all that stuff. But I took it all and figured out for myself, mm -hmm. how I could eat it pretty much as much as I wanted and not really have to worry about that I'm going to die. Right. You know, so. <laughs> that's a good That's a good reassurance yeah. you have as you're I eating mean, your I, food. You know, I'd like to live for a little while longer. <laughs> Did you want to plug uh, your, the winter? Do you have stuff coming up here for the holidays or you said you had something you wanted to mention? Yeah, so we have a wellness retreat that we're hosting this weekend. I don't mm -hmm. know if this is what you're referring to. But uh, you would text okay. me, you said... <laughs> you had things you wanted okay to so quote. wellness retreat uh this weekend it is being hosted by myself from juice um aaron myers at harlequin pepper yoga which is on allegheny street new sponsor to the podcast awesome and dr arella rebus who runs blair county acupuncture um also in holidaysburg so saturday from 11 to 1 we are doing kind of like an in-between holidays you know come in and get your mind right before you go to so it's all about addressing um, stress and that kind of thing so there's like a 45 minute restorative yoga flow that aaron's going to take everybody through while they're laying in savasana you know uh dr Rivas is going to go around and pick like three or four points that are meant for dealing with uh stress and anxiety and kind of let them experience what acupuncture is like for 10 to 15 minutes and then i will be providing all of the goodies which are going to be super healthy and nourishing which believe it or not that can affect your mental stress <laughs> still is eating um, good nutritious healthy food so at the end everybody will kind of get to hang out talk about the experience and you can have some some delicious juice and goodies and that is this saturday saturday from 11 to 1 and we are capped at how many people can fit and we at this point we only have a handful of tickets left <laughs> so, that's good news yeah it's it was amazing at how fast that went but so I if you're listening like, to this past saturday just forget about it it already happened Maybe <laughs> next year you can go. Well, yeah. but if it's, what, is, what is the date? Um, the 16th. The 16th. Okay, yeah. so December 16th is when 2017 <laughs> is when it'll be going down. So if you hear this in time, inquire. Yeah, if call you're you. thinking about it, I know there were some people on the on the cusp of doing it and thinking about it. I think we're down to like there being maybe five or six tickets left and that's it. Great so, news. Yeah, so and, it's good. And if they want more about you, more about Juice, how do they find like on social media, phone number, that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can stop in. We're at 517 Allegheny Street, right next to the Black Dog. 
um, our phone number, 317-5331. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's really hard for us to answer it. So. <laughs> That's 814. It is 814. Well, yeah, it's 814. Because this podcast could be worldwide. Anybody oh, could listen. Oh, gotcha. So. Okay. Because I've noticed it's a thing around here that people don't write down there. There you go. Yeah. It's we just never assumed. leave. See, but I'm a 412. <laughs> right. I'm a 412. So I always have to start out like, area code 412. <laughs> I always do 814 just because like... I don't want to be one of those people who just says the phone number yeah. without the area code. I just, like, I wanna... Everybody has that number at this point. So I had it from when I was in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And like, if I were to drop it, it would be kind of a pain in the butt. So I'm yeah. not going to do it. I hear you. <laughs> so, it doesn't, it's irrelevant anymore. It really. is, really. Um, yeah, okay. So we have a website. It's www.juice.guru. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Both of those are at the juice bar. Um, I have my own personal juice guru Instagram, just kind of from the perspective of the ownership. Um, but yeah, you can find us pretty much everywhere except Twitter. <laughs> Nobody's looking there anyways. I mean, I think that's a big thing, but I just, I just never, me and Twitter never connected. Like, no, we just don't get along. I've been talking to a lot of people about this lately, working in social media. Twitter's, I've, I've given up on it as far as local businesses go it because if you're a celebrity, if you are like a sports, if, if, if you need news, if you need yeah. sports, if you need comedy, Twitter, I find, is, is good. Yeah. But if you're like a local business, it's useless. That's kind of how I feel about part. it. So it's fun to follow, but I don't post anything. <laughs> yeah. I just stalk Twitter. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Jen. So, yeah, thank you. Hopefully I don't get deathly ill this winter. If you do, just come into the juice bar. It's not your fault if I do, I guess, <laughs> it's right? It's not. You've prepared it's me. your fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Yo, my friends, that'll do it. Wrapping up the podcast. Of course, uh, Juice, J-O-O-S, is a sponsor of the podcast as well. But I'd like to have Jen in here, man, because she's a wealth of knowledge. And she's a lot of fun to talk to. So thank you, Jen, for an awesome conversation. 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg at The Juice Bar. That's The J-O-O-S Bar on Facebook and Instagram. Cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls and bone broth. For crying out loud, you just listen to the whole podcast. You know what they're all about. And The Clay Cup, downtown Altoona. Uh, the Clay Cup, one of my favorite places to go hang out. If you want to meet people, if you want to meet friends, if you want to have a good time, you want to get great drinks, you want to uh, feel welcomed, you want to have a nice environment to work in, to study in, to communicate, to lounge in. The Clay Cup is the spot in downtown holidays or downtown Altoona. <laughs> Get it right, Rob. 1304 11th Avenue at The Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. And you can call up Sarah at The Clay Cup at 814. 814- 201-2608. I've got to get Sarah back on this podcast again soon also because she's fun. We actually just did a live Facebook uh, episode of Rob, of the Rob Z Show. You can watch that right now on my Facebook, which is Rob Z Radio. Check that out right now. And we had a lot of fun just hanging together and goofing off. So shout out to the Clay Cup. Shout out to all of the sponsors. And if you're interested in being a sponsor for this podcast or if you're interested in me consulting or marketing social media for your business... All you've got to do is reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Rob Z Radio. You can leave a message on my voicemail, which is 814-799-0064. My zebras, thank you for listening. See ya. That's brutal.